The following podcast will contain spoilers along with unfettered feelings of nostalgia. Proceed at your own risk. folks hit the street and wash your feet it's time for event or else the podcast where i go through most every major marvel and dc event one issue at a time one episode at a time because uh, honestly i'm not even sure anymore i'm your host my name is steven and i'm just a boy sitting in front of a mic asking all y'all to join me one more time as we ride that train called Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars. And this week, we're talking about issue number 10, Death to the Beyonder. This issue was published by Marvel Comics in February of 1985, and it was written by Jim Shooter, with pencils by Mike Zeck, inks by John Beatty, letters by Joe Rosen, and the colors were by Christy Scheel. Now, before we get started with the innards of this issue, let's take a moment to talk about the cover. You see, whenever I'm at home and I'm sitting in my musing chair in the room of remembrance and I'm thinking back to days gone by, back to the time when I wasn't quite a teenager yet, and I imagine myself reading through Marvel Superhero Secret Wars for the first time, this is not the cover that immediately springs to mind. No, that would be the cover to issue number one. But this one, the cover to issue number 10, Well, it comes in at a close second. For those listening and not watching, the cover depicts Dr. Doom, and he's down on one knee. He's not about to propose. I should probably clear that up. No, instead, it looks like he's just gone 10 rounds with Hulk Vereen. If you're not aware, Hulk Vereen is not a relative of Ben Vereen. He is, in fact, Weapon H, a Hulk-slash-Wolverine hybrid that first showed up in Marvel Comics way back in issue number 21 of Totally Awesome Hulk back in September of 2017. Anyway, the cover here of Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number 10, it also includes a text box which reads, Against the Beyonder, To the Death, which gives us a bit of an idea why Doom looks just like he spent the night with a threshing mill. But I love this cover. It is, for me, one of those covers that will always be seared into my brain and will forever be a visual gateway that never fails to pull me back into my childhood. But enough about that. On to the story. As the issue opens, our heroes watch in shock and horror as the world ship of Galactus grows brighter and brighter. The thing needs a bit of a recap, and with Reed's help, reminds readers that Galactus is absorbing his own ship as a way to boost his power levels, and once he's done, Battle Planet is next. But wait! The energy is suddenly ripped from Galactus, and the heroes watch as it flows into Doom Base instead. Captain America sends Captain Marvel off to investigate at the speed of light, and she sets off, like, really fast. Inside, she finds Doctor Doom, chilling on his back beneath a series of lenses that we know, thanks to the previous issue, are all made from Claw, the master of sound. Before she can rush back and make her report, Professor X links her mind with Captain America and Reed Richards so that they can see what she sees. But then, with the collection process complete, Doom possesses the powers of a god, and things start getting pretty weird. (laughs) 
Now, once Doom stops tripping out, he senses that Captain Marvel is there with him, spying. It's at that moment that the mental connection between Professor X and Captain Marvel is severed, and our heroes spring into action. Unfortunately for those that can't fly, all of their airships have been damaged. And so Magneto steps up once again, and he uses his mutant powers of magnetism to pick up the ship with everyone inside and propel it on to Doom Base. Captain America tosses a backhanded compliment at Magneto, and before you can say strained human-slash-mutant relationship, Wolverine is all up in Cap's grill. He tells Cap that the star-spangled man with the plan might be a champion of the American dream, that he might fight for liberty and justice, but he only does so for humankind, not mutants. He accuses Cap of standing aside when mutants are being persecuted, and that the God-fearing Americans he protects are the same ones who hate mutants. Cap's only response is that nothing justifies terrorism or murder, which only sets Wolverine off even more. In fact, Cyclops and Colossus have to step in to restrain him, as Wolverine tells Cap that he used to respect the old soldier. Back at Doom Base, Doom sits and contemplates his next move. Should he use his new power to slay his enemies as the Beyonder challenged in issue number one? If so, what would he demand from the Beyonder that he doesn't have already? Maybe he should take the fight to the Beyonder. After all, Doom could never rest knowing that there is one out there that is more powerful than himself. And so he concocts a plan. Way back in issue one, when he tagged along with Galactus to confront the Beyonder, the computers within Doom's armor analyzed the Beyonder's energies. With this information and his new godlike powers, Doom makes some modifications to his armor so that the key to defeating the Beyonder is tucked away in his chestplate. It's then that our heroes bust into Doom base, like literally with the great... Cthulhu and everything. After a quick search, they find the other villains still locked in their cells, but there is no sign of doom. In the meantime, Spider-Woman finds Captain Marvel, who appears to be frozen in her light form, while Reed and Captain America find Claw's talking head. Suddenly, the building is slammed by an earthquake, knocking them off their feet, and Claw's severed head tells them that Doom has gone out to do battle with the Beyonder, a battle between gods that could threaten to tear the very planet apart. Reed immediately goes for a computer to try to find out what happened with Galactus, hoping that he's okay and that they can convince him to help them against Doom should he turn his power on them. More tremors hit, and the giant computer falls over on top of Reed. As the thing lifts the massive machine off of his friend, Colossus can see on a bank of monitors that the alien village has been caught up in the tremors as well, and that Zashi, the alien healer, has been hurt. Colossus breaks the news to Johnny, who doesn't seem to care, because, well, say it with me, everybody, Johnny Storm is a colossal jerk. Meanwhile, the battle between Doom and the Beyonder continues, and Doom doesn't seem to be faring too well. All he needs to do is get close to the Beyonder so that the weapon he placed in his chest plate can do its job. But the Beyonder fights from, well, beyond, so Doom's not having a lot of luck. And so, in a last-ditch effort, 
Doom sends a projection of himself to the heroes and asks for help, telling them that anyone who adds their power to his will be rewarded once the Beyonder is defeated. Magneto steps forward, but hesitates. Before we can be sure whether Magneto changed his mind or not, Hawkeye and Iron Man tackle him to the ground to stop him from helping Doom becoming even more powerful. Captain America defends Magneto, saying that he saw the man stop himself, meaning he did nothing wrong. Doom, in the meantime, has lost. He lies prone on the planet's surface, one arm and both legs shattered or missing altogether. The Beyonder, who we never see take any sort of corporeal form in this series, approaches Doom as energy and begins to probe the fallen man. Doom can do nothing as the Beyonder picks through his memories until finally taking Doom apart, piece by piece, as if the man were a frog on a high school dissection table. It's only as Doom's chest plate has been removed and he sees it floating above him that Doom stirs, stretching out with his remaining hand, trying desperately to reach the chest plate and the weapon he devised for taking out the Beyonder. Back at Doom Base, the entire structure is coming down around our heroes, and Cap calls for a retreat. Yet, as the heroes make their way out, Captain America runs down to the cells where the villains are being held and begins to set them free. Suddenly, Wolverine is there with him. Neither of them want to see anyone, even a villain, die trapped in a cage, and so the two work together to free the villains, and in the process, gain a mutual respect for each other. Yay! Once everyone is outside and safe, they watch as Doombase crumbles to the ground when suddenly a bright light shines in the sky, descending upon them. The light fades, and in its place is a gargantuan Doctor Doom, standing hundreds of feet high. But before the heroes can rally any sort of defense, Doom shrinks down to normal size, removes his mask, and tells the heroes that he comes in peace and that the war is over. And there it is, folks, the end of the issue. And holy crap, so many questions. But before we get to them, how about we look at the top three things to dwell on? The top three things to dwell on are three moments in the book that I feel need to be given just a bit more thought. These could be moments that are awesome or stupid or even a little of both. Regardless, I think I should talk about them. Join me, won't you? Thing to dwell on number three, way to go, Johnny, way to go. When Colossus tells Johnny that Zashi has been injured, Johnny's response is true to form. Uh, I got no time for a chippy now. Reed's hurt. I'll send her a card later. Okay, so sure, you could argue that Reed is not only one of Johnny's best friends, but also the only real father figure Johnny has in his life, which of course makes Reed family. And for Johnny, Reed is more important in his life than Zashi. I get that. But still, for him to dismiss her so casually only goes to show that he had no feelings for the alien healer this whole time. And that for him, she was nothing more than a pretty distraction. Way to go, Johnny. Way to go. Thing to dwell on number two, Doom confronts the Beyonder. If anything, this moment truly cements Doom's arrogance. Or maybe it's just a fake it till you make it attitude. Because when he's confronting the Beyonder, he's told, Stop. You cannot approach me. And Doom, in all of his splendiferous swagger, 
responds with, Then approach me, coward, on your knees. Come, cringe before your master. Grovel before doom. I mean, wow. And I thought Hawkeye had delusions of grandeur back in the previous issue. But doom? Good lord. And yet he did win, didn't he? Sure, we still have two issues to answer that question, but maybe Doom's bravado is justified. Maybe. Thing to dwell on number one, mutant and human working together. When Captain America ventures deep into a crumbling Doom base to free the villains from their cells, and Wolverine shows up to help, that really got me as a kid. I mean, reading it now, it's not at all subtle the way Wolverine, who just earlier in the book was basically calling Captain America a racist, just suddenly thinks that Cap is the bee's knees. And the two, over this one act of not allowing the villains to die in cages, bond and develop a mutual respect for each other. But as a kid, this was some powerful stuff. And it was just one of the many ways comics taught me how to look at people as individuals and see them for what they do and how they act and not judge them based on race, gender, or sexual preference. Thanks, comics. And those were the top three things to dwell on. So now we come to that time in the show where I wrap it all up and tell you how I feel about the book in general. And frankly, I don't know about the rest of you, but when I was a kid and I got to that final page where Doom takes off his mask, I was practically screaming at the page for him to turn around. I mean, if you're listening to the audio version of the show and not watching the video, you need to know that Doom, there at the end, standing before the heroes with his mask off, has his back to the reader. I was so frustrated with this as a kid. I wanted to see that dude's face. But really, I only had to wait another 30 days for that. Speaking of which, I can't believe we're just two issues away from the conclusion to this series. What's going to happen? Is the Beyonder dead? Is Doom a good guy now? If so, shouldn't he change his name? I mean, I know that Doom is his given name and all that, but nobody's going to follow a god named Doom. Not unless they want their god out there killing folk. And now that I say that out loud, I suppose there are folks out there that would. But hey, this isn't a religious discussion. In fact, this isn't even a list of questions I don't already know the answers to. I know the answers to all of them. I've made no secret of the fact that this isn't my first, second, third, or even fourth time through this series. So yeah, I know what's going to happen. But as I'm reading it through this time, I'm trying to remember what it was like reading this for the first time as a preteen. And I have to tell you, this issue hits a lot of buttons. Cap and Wolverine not liking each other and then becoming somewhat friends. Magneto doing good deeds. Johnny continually proving that my dislike for him is justified. And Doom, (laughs) oh boy, Doom went toe-to-toe with a disembodied being that created a frickin' planet, and he walks away smiling. I mean, I assume he's smiling. Like I said, his back is to the reader. But as a preteen reading this for the first time, I can't even imagine what's gonna come next. Luckily for us, we don't have to wait 30 days. Instead, join me back here next time where I will try to answer the question, what does Doom look like under that mask? Is he gross under there? Is he Knight of the Living Dead under there, like all bloody veins and pus? Can you tell me where I got that from? That's coming at you next week 
with issue number 11, which is entitled, And Dust to Dust. If you miss that one, you better have a darn good excuse. RSVP by mail. I'm not going to give you an address, though. I mean, I can't do everything. Event or Else is a presentation of the Just Another Fanboy podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to eventorelse at gmail.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month over at the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show where I talk about all the nerdy type things I don't have time to talk about in all my other podcast episodes. I also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share the podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. There's a snort. Uh, that may go at the end of the sentence. It better.